Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. One whole half of the year is gone. I can't believe Sheesh. it. Can you believe that? Sheesh. And we got Sheesh. Mr. Sheesh himself, the, the number one cable guy in all of Hawaii. <laughs> I, I actually got a video of him. I'm going to post it throwing his patented yellow flag. Um, he was oh. one of the, the most fun guys to party with before a game at Aloha Stadium. Um, and a guy you'll be able to party with soon, but that's our own Lao Lao head, brother Shane Agno. What's up, Shane? What's up, boys? What's up, Warrior Nation? Good to be back. You got to talk about those days. You used to throw the yellow flag uh, at Aloha Stadium, where in the southern part of the stadium, where opposing fans would walk in, and Shane um, <laughs> would put down his mic, um, whatever Bashy Boys hit he was doing at the time, and he would grab his yellow flag. And throw it at um and and with the whistle too. With the whistle, yeah. How did that start, Shane? How did that start, Shane? I really don't remember <laughs> how it started. <laughs> I think I saw uh, somebody doing it in a big, some big college program. So I was like, oh, good idea. I'm gonna do that too. So then, yeah, I just did it. Well, and that's then hilarious. You know, I'll put the whistle and the flag down and I'm in my own world talking story, eating, dancing, whatnot. And then it's like my friends are like, hey, hey fans, get, get your whistle and flag raised. So they're like all waiting for me to do it. Like, oh. uh, <laughs> the man has no shame. <laughs> no, not at all. But another man who is shameless and he will let you all know, especially if you are in the Twitter world, that is our own Sean Ivan. What's up, Sean? What's up, fellas? What's up, Warrior Nation? <laughs> Sean, so last last episode, I was going to say last week, but of course we've been small kind of inconsistent with our um, episodes coming out. But our last episode was, you know, Sean was getting a little attacked um, for expressing his thoughts, his <laughs> deeply held beliefs on Twitter. Negative but, Nancy. Sean, have, have, you, have you changed your perspective or are you just understanding that it comes with, you know, the territory being Sean Ivan? Number one, president of the Seahawkers of Honolulu. Uh, yeah, you just, oh, you just put stuff out there, and it's like you know, some sometimes people like it, and sometimes people got stuff to say about it until you, <laughs> uh, it's about geography. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, so good. that was a comment. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that later, but of course, we're gonna talk about a seismic shift in the landscape of college football of course usc the trojans and ucla the bruins both uh just about um you know 10 miles away so about three hours in traffic la traffic um but um uh, you know that's what it is it's la the city of angels and that's what they, they represent they all of burned, us coast. they burned the pac-12 and they the literally left um yeah they left the pac-12 in shambles by jettisoning out of there and the thing is that's crazy people understand these these are like backroom deals like literally this is like being with somebody and cheating on you know or like you know and planning it for a long time you know it's like this is literally the same thing because like you're always in contact with like ad's are in contact with each other right? execs at all schools are are engaged in conference talk there are there is conference camaraderie sound like these guys are just loosely defined like once you're in a conference and that's why conferences especially after the last and we're going to bring this up as well the last big shakeup in college football which was 10 years ago yeah um, and look how fast 10 years went by. I mean, when that happened 10 years ago, I was like, holy cow, like 
oh my gosh, the whack is dead. Oh my gosh. And it's like 10 years, a whole decade, decade went by. And now the, the whack is back, ironically. But what is also, you know, in fact, what we're seeing is the mid majors are being pulled further and further away from the top, from the tippity tippity top. But everything, and we're going to talk about this in the beginning, everything goes back to money. Like, that's a full stop right there. Like we could stop right here and say like the biggest issue is money because people need to understand, like I talked about Sean like this, um, you know, like we are engaged in this, this college football tradition that we were born into that we see we've been raised in the last, whatever centuries we've been alive or decades we've been alive that college football is, is done a certain way because this is the way it is. But that's not, that's nothing. Like this is the way it is means nothing. It just, that's everything is a social construct. Like life is a construct. Like you don't have to go to work for eight hours. You know, we, we made that up too. Like legitimately we made up, we make up rules in society and then college football was just made up. Right. It was just like kids who on different clubs, on different schools decided to organically play the game of football against each other. Did they once perceive in the future that major cable networks because well cable didn't even exist at the time but major networks would one day pick up their product because it would be such a valuable commodity that they'd be able to afford to pay coaches who they probably didn't have at the time it's probably a kid millions of dollars in salaries do you see how the evolution happened over 100 years over 100 years of football and that's where we are now is people don't realize like we we, we were never that it, probably in our lifetimes of course, raised in tradition, as like a lot of us are, religiously or anything else. Being a part of an athletic tradition is a very particular way of living a certain culture, right? Like we said, Shane throwing his 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 flag is because he's tailgating with his friends because tailgating is important to our culture, and that's what you know we would do before games. That's how we you know practice Hawaii football, just like anybody practices anything else. But at the end of the day, like <clears throat> you can do that in the absence of winning championships you can do that in the absence of a league you know we created championships we created leagues and teams know that they could always make championships make leagues make bowl games but what they want to do is make money because that's what's more important and now these long-term tv contracts are astronomical let's even look at the pac-12 pac-12's contract is about to expire i'm gonna start some dropping some knowledge right off the bat like a three billion dollar contract from like Fox and whoever else they signed it with. And this was like 2011. People were like $3 billion. That's like crazy. Like they're excited to get out of that contract because the numbers have already flipped astronomically. What was the SEC's contract? Almost like, I don't know. Uh, I don't even remember. Some, yeah, something to 50 billion or something. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about figures that would rival, you know, the GDP of countries, of small countries. And that's what college football is. People need to understand. Like, it's a business first. It's not a club. Like, this is not archery club. If you guys want to go celebrate University of Hawaii bowling or something or whatever, then that's different, you know, like, and that's totally fine. That's, that's athletics. That's a student athlete experience. But this is not about student athlete experience anymore. It's never, it's not about that. Obviously, they don't care. I already talked about this. The Pac-12 you think they care about their swimmers? You think they care about their volleyball teams? Because they don't play out once a week. They're going to have to go on the road for, for weeks at a time to make it work for them because it's not as feasible to, for them to fly back and forth from the East Coast. But you think that the administrators were thinking about this as they decided to leave the Pac-12? Hell no. 
they made it because it was a very proactive move and it showed that they what we what they believed USC USC and UCLA that the rest of the Pac-12 was holding them down that's all they were doing they weren't going to get them to the next level because now there's a next level now the power five is eating itself and it's yeah. down it's basically down to four I mean now the Pac-12 is basically caught caught itself out ACC has a ACC has a contract that goes to 2036 but now we have ACC still relevant, right? So what's going to make these guys relevant? They can't just die if they have contracts. They can't just die. But you can you can change, right? Cannibalize. The whack, <laughs> yeah. The whack basically, the whack died. The whack got cannibalized, but it's back again. But it, it still it still stayed. It's it, as, as a football conference at least, but it stayed intact as uh, a small Not division one non football conference. Yeah. But now it's back to football. So it's like, what will happen to the Mountain West then? Will it absorb other teams? You know, this might be a chance for the Mountain West for at least our non-Olympic sports to join the Mountain West. I mean, by now, the Mountain West is going to be, because the Mountain West is probably going to, um, let's say right now, so now they're down to four power four, basically, right? Are we in agreement mm-hmm. that really the Pac-12 is not really going to be power anymore? And what we talked about is what makes it a power. Shane, what, what makes something power, a power? What makes a school a power five school? Just by definition, what would you say? Oh, history wins championships and money. <laughs> okay, TV well, sets. Boise State TV has sets. that. Boise yeah. State has that. Yeah, Boise get that. But I wouldn't consider them power five. I mean, they're not a power five school. But what would what would make them what would make the what is the difference between the power five? And and I told and this is something with you know, because to be a power five school, first of all, you got to be in a power five conference, right? So to be a power five conference, what makes you a power five conference? What's the difference between the Sun Belt and the WAC? I mean, there's a couple differences, the Sun Belt and Mountain West between Geography. the ACC. I mean, they, they all cover the same area. All all of the mid-majors cover the whole map as well. But the difference is, right, they don't have any bargaining power. And that when they made the CFB playoff, which expires in 2025, they only brought who to the table? The Big Ten, the SEC, mm-hmm. the Big 12, the ACC, and the Pac-12. So they only bought the five, right? And the Big East killed itself, right? Basically, the Big East. I remember the Big yeah. East tried to take Boise and San Diego State right, uh, 10 years ago. So can you imagine? What, I mean, who knows what would have happened? Maybe, And that's what I'm saying. The Big East really... It wasn't necessarily their fault. It's just that, you know, they were collapsing on each other. These conferences were trying to jump into these huge. So it's no surprise that it's been 10 years, right? Since the last shift, because that's when the last TV negotiations were basically up. So that's the other facet of it, right? You're in a power five conference. You have an in to the top four. Mm -hmm. I mean, still, they left a little bit of wrinkle room for Cincinnati. But let's face it, all the dominoes had to fall, right? Because mm-hmm. if we went undefeated, would we would have gone last year? Would we? No, absolutely not. No, yeah, I doubt it as well. And it would have been hard for any Mountain West school, probably. Probably. I mean, Boise had a solid schedule, right? But they had a, a they had way more losses than normal. Um, you, what was what was Boise seven UCLA. and five last year or something? What was Boise? Um, yeah. yeah, they they lost a lot more games last year, but. Thing is, so once the Pac-12 loses this three billion dollar contract that was once a lot, 
who's gonna want to buy into a contract with them at a, at that same exorbitant amount they're, that they're looking they're for not. if they don't have USC or UCLA anymore? Those are their two the most prestigious. Yes, two most prestigious. Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood. So the thing is. And that's what Oregon's guys are just literally about. taking the best. And it's led by the SEC and the Big Ten. That's what proactive means. Like these guys are sharks. These guys are a mafia. And yeah. it, why, I, why? When people like talk about tradition, like stop. Stop. Like this is like when people talk about America the way it is. Like America is capitalist freaking society that is profit driven. And most people live their lives that way, which is extremely sad. But that's how America is. Stop, people. Stop. We're, we're, we are living this fantasy. We're all living the illusion. But time to step out of the illusion because the Big Ten and the SEC are like, we're not kumbayaing this NCAA BS anymore. Why would we? Especially during the pandemic when I pointed out how when Mark Emmert made a statement in late April or was it May of 2020 saying that there would be no college football, what happened immediately? The SEC commissioner came out against them like, yeah. who you guys? Bro, who are you, bro? Who are you? I'm the NCAA president. Who are you? Once again, who are you? That's what I thought. Where's Mark Emmer now uh, planning his departure? Because he he's leaving in June of 2023. I wonder why. I wonder why. But guess what? Buddy is set up for life financially. So you think he's crying? You think he's literally wiping his tears with his stack of Benjamin. So that's why people need to act like they need to stop thinking that this is some benevolent dictators behind it because there's more dictator than benevolence going on, you know, in behind the scenes and people need to stop appealing to that. Like people are going to be like, this is not the college football that I grew up with. Like, okay, what? Okay. Leave it to Beaver. We get it. This is not your era. This is college. This is corporate America. And if people don't understand that you weren't catching up because you know, that that any of you think it was natural that coaches get paid $8 million a year. Do you really believe that's natural? No. Shane and Sean, do you believe that's natural? The Division One no. head coach should get paid $8 million a year? Come on. No, it's absolutely not natural. Stop. Come on. I think Saban thinks it's natural. <clears throat> and the truth is, they have these guys are, are smooth. Are, the, the only thing better than cheap labor is free labor. So, of mm-hmm. course, they're going to make all this money off of the backs of their players and, t- and television. But now they have a chance knowing that, you know, the NCAA is out of the way because now they're powerless. These amateur rules can go out of the way too. The NIL is only the first step. NIL, you got to find, you know, brokers. Like, and that's what, and guess who will be doing that soon? Agents. Mm-hmm. Because kids are going to get agents now. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok, there are, there are agents, you know, I'm, I have an agent because I'm a voice actor. I'm an actor, I'm a model. So I have agencies that work upon my behalf because that's literally how I make money. But now these kids have to do the same thing like me and get agents because they're going to be having to negotiate deals that they're going to be able to make money off of. They already have to do that. I, I mean, already right now, the kids should have agents because it's a, it's really an open market for people to step in. And it's going to be even more so once NCAA is out of the way. Um, can you imagine how many people, I mean, there's going to be agencies lining up at all the schools and dropping DMs and everybody. Hell, maybe I will, maybe we'll, maybe the three of us should become agents and we can just start because it's because they're going to start paying the kids. They're going to start paying them straight up because the kids should be getting paid. That's literally how America should work, right? If people really believe in fairness, then why would you let a kid 
really give up his body. Most of these guys don't really recover after four years. You think four years, mm-hmm. like they get nothing. Oh, the glory. Oh, wow. I can tell the same story over and over again until I forget because now I cannot remember. And your knees are shot. And your knees are shot. <laughs> yeah. So come on. Like th- these people have to be protected. They need to, they need to also get a retirement. They need to also have medical that can serve them. Right. Right. Literally, I, you know, my, my appointment yesterday with my neuromuscular massage therapist, like, still working on injuries from 15 years ago that from my my senior year of college mm-hmm. this is this is like forever and i played it volleyball i didn't play football you know what i mean it's like i can imagine like people like who got you know i played on the court basketball volleyball i swam like i never ever can, i can't imagine like going home and like having to deal with somebody just like was giving me the lick all day and now it's like okay i'm gonna go to class and then okay i graduate oh my gosh and that's why a lot of these guys do feel lost and they do feel like whatever my life is over football's over because you know we treat them like that we raise them up but really we don't really compensate them we we give them okay free education if you can complete it but they need to be compensated with money that's how college athletes should be compensated especially if they're on television and and the schools are getting paid billions of dollars so but that being said now so what does that what does this mean for like like going forward do you think USC and UCLA only want, you know, they're the, going to be the only two teams out far out West that have access to, you know, the, the SEC and this, all this junk that don't you think, do you think you, they, they want it that way? Or do you think they're, they're looking to add a couple more teams? I mean, like, I, I don't Oregon. think, I don't think they, I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they don't care. They don't care. I think they would love to have Oregon and Washington just because, I would say they're the next two, yeah. well, you know, if not Stanford and Berkeley, you know, like in terms of like, you know, if you want to capture the whole map, which is a big 10 is trying to do, then yeah, they're going to want the Pacific Northwest, especially Oregon has the most money. One of the schools with the most money. Right. They're going to want the freaking Nike, literally Nike. Phil Knight. It's Phil like, Knight. who do you want in the Practice club? Right? They're literally yeah. all huddling like, like at recess, like it's seventh grade. It's the cool kids. Like who, yeah. That's a cool kid saying like, who do we want in on the table? Like who's next? Like, Nah, I don't know about that. Person. Like literally it's happening. And then SC and, and you see they're coming like, guys, you should really look at my friends, Oregon. And you've dubbed or well, so Oregon's got really, I forget guys. Like they're so cool. <laughs> yes. That's literally what's happening. Like, and, and the thing is Oregon and you dub, they, you know, the club, the club right now is shrunken down basically where the PAC 12, like those guys got to panic. I mean, if anybody got to really panic, it's the PAC 12 guys in terms of, cause now they're, they don't know the feeling like us. We're, we're used to being out of the club. We're not, we're not scared. Like to me, we're just further away. Like we, the line just got longer to get into the club. And now we're just like, Oh, well, here we go further back. But if you're Oregon state, like you're like, Holy cow. Like we used to be so proud of being in the pack called, like we used to show, show it off. But now people know that we're, you know, just another school. Sorry, Oregon state. I'm going to use you, but sorry. Um, you know, that's the thing is like, we, it's so cutthroat in college football that we're so we're irrelevant. We really, we're just irrelevant. I mean, Boise state is barely relevant. So, and they're the ones that have the best chance of any of us to make it into the PAC 12, which really wouldn't be anything. So I would say that once the PAC 12 leaves, I mean, once the PAC 12 erodes further where the cool kids, like, I don't, I I think that Oregon, you double make the cut. I think they're going to go, but I don't even know if that makes the cut. Big 12, See the Big Ten and SEC. Why well, they invite? They 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 extended a Big invite Twelve to Notre Dame. 
they're waiting on Notre Dame. <clears throat> True, because Notre Dame's the only other player, right? Notre Dame is Power Five because they're the they were allowed in the they are allowed entry into the CFP four, right? Like you're you, they, that's the that's the mar that's the that's the delineation, right? It's like, are you Group of Four or Power Five by definition of the college football playoff? But once we remove the college football playoff, once we remove the NCAA, what are we? We are corporations that belong to school campuses scattered across America. That's all we are. So like it not, now, literally now that, that there's no sheriff, the, it's the biggest, like, that's what I'm trying to the stress is like the, the biggest thing on the president's mind isn't how can we determine a national champion? Like it's not, that's not what they care about. Like, how can we get the most money? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're worried about. So, how, yeah. And you know, how at this point, why do we worry? About, I mean, that's the thing is like, I want to win a conference. I've always said this to you guys before. Like that's why conference championship has to always be the, the key because there really isn't anything else. So, and I'm so hoping, what, is this, what does this mean for UH? So in for UH, I think that we stay put, but if we're going to have, I think that in my opinion, this is what is going to happen in the landscape of college football. Okay. Um, the NCAA will be irrelevant or go away or entirely, at least for football mm-hmm. and the guys and the teams that decide to not stay affiliated. See, that will be the thing. It's going to be like LIV and PGA actually. Now, as I think mm-hmm. about it, because you cannot be on the you cannot be on the middle ground. Probably eventually, if the NCAA wants to stay relevant, they're going to have to pull a PGA. Because yeah. basically, this is LIV, right? This is B, Big Ten and SEC and SEC That's a great minus analogy. Saudi yeah, Arabia is. money. It's all the money. It's just is all the money. LIV yeah. Mount, Mount, minus the Saudi Arabia conflict is yeah. <clears throat> LIV. They're they're attempting a coup, and they've mm-hmm. already started. When I was, because I was on NCAA committee for four years. Yes, thank you. I'm talking to a former athletics administrator who spoke at symposiums. So I do know what I'm talking about or symposiums. That's, I think, the appropriate plural. Anyways, um, the fact is like these these guys are, um, what was I going with this, Shane or Sean? Sorry. Um, like, yes, what you're saying is 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 about oregon about all of these other schools is that yeah national relevance the, 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 yeah, yeah the, they're going to be separated into two entities yeah and it's going to be like i said it's that it's it, it what it will okay so what what will matter is like um we'll still be playing football against each other right but yeah. the best part about football though is they have bowls right so they can they have bowls at the end so that's another extra money maker so I think the conferences will still have their bowl tie-ins, but there's not going to be any more playoff or anything. It's just going to be like well, I, said, I believe the, the Rose Bowl. Well, the I, Los like Angeles said, Bowl is probably losing the Pac-12. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, no, but the bowls are going to be so the Rose Bowl is a traditionally uh, is well. First of all, UCLA plays there, so they're going to be able to take the Rose Bowl with them. Um, the Rose Bowl will now belong to the Big Ten. So therefore, the Big Ten, you know, who, who traditionally would play the Pac-12 in the Rose Bowl. So they're going to make that, in my opinion, that will be the new de facto national championship game. So they'll put their Big Ten championship champion versus the SEC champ in that game. And then <clears throat> the polls will decide and nobody will really care. Like it'll be like UCF, right? UCF put up 2017 national champion. Did the FBI get called and tell them to tear down that sign? No, because no one really cares. Everything is fake. And that's my TED talk. But really, everything is fake. People need to realize that. It's all constructs, um, social constructs. But 
I know at the end of the day, um, you know, we just want to see where UH football is going. But I think that, you know, even if we went to the Pac-12 now, it wouldn't matter. I, I would say the best thing that could come from this, really, if I'm going to say the best thing, and that's for maybe for our non-Olympic sport or non-football sports. Like, I, I think this might be the this might be what gets us to go to Mountain West fully and drop subsidies, hopefully. I think that should be one of the first. I don't think that'll be hard to negotiate, but at this point when people know that you're desperate, but, um, you know, well, that but might why, be... Why would, why would they do that? Why would... Why, why well, would the Mountain want West doesn't our... want... We, we want to be in the Mountain West for every sport. Well, we did. I don't know if we do anymore. We want to be in the Big West, but we can barely win the Big West, so... Maybe it won't matter, but technically the Mountain West is better at as a better conference overall. Maybe not in every sport, but probably mostly every sport and definitely the bigger sports. Men's basketball. Yeah. I mean, they had four teams, five teams. How many teams did they get picked? They had choke teams, the Mountain West. Uh, they had Colorado State, the, Air Force, yeah. San Diego State. They had yeah. Fresno, wasn't they had they had a bunch of teams that made the NCAA tournament for men's basketball. They didn't do very well, but <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think they all did that well. But I mean, that's you know, the Big West is a one bid league. It's, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else could happen it's, for UH. But it's it's just frustrating that every time that there's this realignment, and it's like when this stuff happens, it's like it's it it's a good place to kind of take stock of where where your program's at. You know, it, it's kind of like to look at yourself in the mirror and just say, you know, like, this is what we have. This is what we can offer. And it just sucks that once again, that here we are and like UH, UH even talked about, you know, we're, we're, we have our pants down again, you know, with the, without having a stadium playing at TC Chang. And it's just like, we had a really, a pretty good year for us, but it's like, Nobody cares about winning the volleyball national championship for men's. That, 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 but that nobody don't... cares about a lot of things. Baseball. Nobody cares about like it's not like Ole Miss won it and they made it a big thing on TV because it's in <laughs> Omaha and it's tradition. But like up to that point, who cares? Who's like really into college and baseball? Like the ratings for the softball was higher than the men's baseball. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised at all because it's more exciting, first of all, to watch softball. Um, in a lot of ways. And I mean, this, like I said, I go to more baseball games than anything every year. I go to, that's the, that's the sport I go to the most. And I know major league baseball, angel stadium. That's the stadium I visit the most every year of any stadium I go to. And it's not, it's like the game in general, because things are changing in the world. Like it's baseball not evolving. That's not evolving. Yeah. And we want diverse, you know, it's like, the way the world is changing is in a way where everybody yeah. wants to be represented in every sport. And, and the thing is in, 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 in sports in college sports, it's changing in that people understand their power now, especially when they are, there's money involved, right? Every, especially after the pandemic, like everybody needs to really reevaluate their, their, their position. Like if you're in a cog of a, of a machine of someone else's machine, that's all you are. Like, this is not the shade. This is just like how you're treated because cogs can be replaced by other cogs. But in corporate America, um, in a world where these guys are pushing for the top dollar, they're going to do whatever it takes to outmaneuver the other guy too. Like, they don't even care. Even the ma- major players got outplayed. Even Cal Berkeley got shoved out the door. 
and they have right. tradition. They're one of the best. They're one of the best colleges in America. Period. Stanford. Stanford. Stanford was just like shown that. I mean, that's sneaky. That's some sneaky, shady AA stuff. You know, it's like wow. Like that's the thing that's crazier than all this is that people don't realize that it is a breakup. You don't. You they don't talk about this. Like they find out in the paper. And that commissioner too, who thinks they know everything. This is the thing. I worked in an office, right? I've worked in the conference office. I've been in conference offices where teams have moved up. I wasn't, I still am D2 associated. And in that office, we've had teams that moved up to D1, like Grand Canyon, Dixie State, to name a few, California Baptist University. All of these teams surprised everyone else. And all these guys were what in the AD meetings. Do you think they were the guys who had le- less respect or more respect amongst their peers? You think these guys were whipping it out on the desk when it was time in front of all? Because that's how it is. These guys were, they were, they showed their, they showed how their aspirations. They played their, they played their cards. They showed their aspirations, but yeah, they yeah. played their cards more. They, they only showed enough that they needed to. And then like UCLA and USD, I mean, even none of us. I mean, it's crazy that it wasn't even really... It wasn't even really like leaked. They just. The but they said that it. this has been going on for like six months. These oh no, it had to have been. That's what no. That's what I'm saying. Negotiations. How has it not been months. leaked in six months? That's great. Yeah, that's that's like yeah, because nobody was talking. Yeah, about that's because the president at that level. That's how shady it is. It's these literal presidents who are like, okay, I just left the chemistry me- department meeting, but now it's time to talk about how we're gonna <laughs> bring down the world of college football. Yeah. I mean, but that's. The Pacto commissioner said he nobody even told him they were. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even know. Once again, once again, bro, who are you? When when he runs a meeting and then when it's over, like, what what were you saying to me again? Oh yeah, you don't matter because that's but how they, it is when there's they, no organization. The Pac-12 voted not to extend the thing, the the college, the playoff, because they felt like it wasn't fair. They they weren't getting in enough, so they voted against it and they cut their own throat. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, thing like, the, yeah. The Big East. The Big East voted no 10 years ago and they went boom. So I don't know. Well, now it's, we know at the end of the day that it's it's much less about crowning a national champion. We know that's not important anymore. Like, can we all agree on that? At least it's like it's really not yeah. important to them. And and and, and really it shouldn't have been that important to us, anyways, because we're not even we're already out of the running. Like we, yeah, we we have no yeah. chance. UH has no chance. Like, like I said, yeah. when I when I played volleyball in college the first year we were in division one conference but because we are d3 school like we're one of there's a lot of division one sports that have a lot of d3 schools in it because there's just not enough schools so but they wouldn't want us to play they wouldn't want us to make the d1 final four right so they'd make like all these extra levels that we'd have to play like they'd make all the d and there's a bunch of other and uh would play them springfield college uh men's volleyball has played in recent years so they're they're like faster like us where we would and we knew what we were getting into. We weren't dumb. We were like, we were obviously not equals. So we mm-hmm. weren't going into the season thinking like, okay, guys, and then when you get to Penn State, we're going to really shock the world. And we actually almost did. We took Penn State, but it was a strong three game set. But the thing is, we they made these barriers so obvious to us before. Like, we shouldn't be shocked when they literally just blow up, open the whole thing. And that's what USC and UCLA basically did. They were like, Sorry, guys. We're, like, drawing the line. Like, this is it. Like, sorry. And we'll, we'll pull for some of you. And, you know, if Oregon and Washington do get into Big 12, they're going to have to – the Big 12 is going to be waning. So, 
That's the thing. And that's why I think like in the end of the day, we're going to just go, we're still going to have bowl games. We're still going to have all the traditional bowls. And then we're just going to have the polls decide who the champion is. And Yeah. And all this stuff is fascinating. Who's going to poach you? And, and, the, and why? And, sorry. Sorry, Shane. You're, yeah. I mean, sorry to bring this up, Sean, but this is something I forgot to bring up earlier. Is like, why do you think they don't want to play scrubby teams anymore too? Or like lower. Because they have too teams? much to lose. Yeah. Now, now they have even more to lose. Mm-hmm. Now they have that's even why, more that's to why lose. We, that's why we lost BYU and we yes. sang. Even BYU was like, ooh, get UA. Just get them yeah. off. Yeah. Pay them off. Do whatever we need. <laughs> we got bigger fish. Even BYU fry. said that. And that's what I mean. Like we're talking about old wax schools, but you know, then like I, I think that, um, you know, if we stay in mid-major land, I, I think like the LA bowl there, there, I think there has to be a bowl that recognizes the best like group of five or whatever they're going to call it. Like these are all made up terms anyways. Right. So big 10 and big 10 and sec. I mean, they could just make their own alliances, right. They could just play all their games against each other and then like make the pollsters decide, you know, and like, then it's going to be down to the pollsters, like who's going to band together to vote in, you know, well, but then they're, but they already got, now that they got LA, they got the LA Times writers. They got all the people paying attention on the mm. West Coast to their teams as well. So yeah, well, they, they're there pretty like smart. A, a memo like in the Big Ten and the SEC that they're they're not supposed to schedule. They're only supposed to schedule with each other, or not. Yeah, like, they're trying. Like no, with- they're trying to do because yeah, they do like the the crossover thing, and then they do the against each other in your division thing. They don't like we do. Play Ho- they don't want to play Hawaii. Well, they don't they want. Play- yeah, they they don't want like the random games anymore. They want teams to yeah stay you know whatever. But it's like they're those. It's crazy because being in the SEC already is like a crazy run. Like playing SEC teams for your yeah. freaking conference, like that's insane. Like you need to play other smaller teams, but. Now, right. now, if the if the TV contracts want to guarantee that they're always having marquee games, that that could also be in there, right? They don't want Alabama versus Troy. They don't want that anymore. They don't want right. Florida International versus Florida. They want to televise a good game. So it all comes back to TV money, and they're gonna have to pay the kids because, and that's gonna be built into the next contract too. But um, you know, it's sad because. You know, I know Shane, like, first of all, I mean, for, like we talk about the stadium situation, but just lo- losing a low stadium, you know, a place that you grew up in. And basically, you know, now we see the construction because, you know, it is going to be built like it's not going to be we're not going to not probably not going to start construction until next year. But they're literally going to remove the facility as we know it now, which is sitting there. I mean, I don't know what what do you um what do you foresee for the stadium? And first of all, I mean, what do you, what do you think will bring people back to it since you, you know, you were the one. Well, every time I said wins would bring people back, but that obviously wasn't it. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, I still blame stupid COVID, I guess. I don't know. Cause before COVID, everything was just good. And after COVID, everything is just <laughs> going downhill. That's, that's, that's not true, Shane. Yeah, but yeah, we, oh, we, we, was, we were losing fans before COVID. There were 17,000 people at that Hawaii Bowl against our blood rival, BYU. That, yeah. And half I of know. those people were BYU fans. So I know wasn't. that's what I'm saying. It's like, and remember when, like, what pissed me off was when we were playing San Diego State for a chance to go to the Mountain West Championship and had like in yep. 
15,000 yep. people yeah. or something. <laughs> what the hell is happening? I, I can't here? say nothing about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was that the game had uh, I cried at that game 1411 14, yeah yeah I was at Janet Jackson it was yeah. an amazing yeah. game watching my phone yeah that's right Rolo retweeted <laughs> me even after that game where like liked was one of the first to respond to my because I like I was so happy after that game I was like you guys were on the field weren't the stadium. you no I wasn't on no? I, I wasn't on the field for that San Diego game I sat at the bottom at my normal oh, chair that, but, but that was the, was that the Hawaii board? I was just like wow we're the champ like literally we are a champion of it we finally won like it's a divisional championship that's what it was and, and you know what's frustrating uh, to me too it's not even like, talking about all these other like uh, my friend he works for that major rager event thing and T-Pain is coming here for a concert which is pretty big Mm. But yeah, you know what night what? is that though? Yeah, the that's night the... of the first game yeah. of the season. So I was telling him, bro, Bandy, these promoters no should be working together <laughs> for the to help Timmy Chang build this program, not plan one big concert on the same Do it night the night before. Game. Yeah, exactly, and use that to be like, hey, this yeah. is the, the kickoff kickoff celebration. And Give them UH jerseys. And then Tumua mm. is super happy because he's gonna have his first. A concert, his mm-hmm. co- comedy stand up at the Blaisdell. So I was yeah. like, oh, right on. I'm going to go. I look, it's the same night as the Utah State game. I'm like, bro, you're a former football player. And even you cannot just plan something not on one football game day. Hold it's on. like, oh, it's like frustrating, bro. It's like, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, we already schedule. To be fair to them, we already schedule high school football games on Saturdays too. That sounds like well, no, but the high school games used to fear UH. Now they don't care. Yeah, yeah. They honestly it. don't care. They'll oh, not straight, at all. Not at all. They'll go. They'll go straight up head to head with UH. They used to like not even like oh if UH was playing on that well we we won't even we'll play on Friday, you know we we won't play on Saturday but like now they'll they'll schedule it. So. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it just feels like. You know, because look, I agree. Like, if I were the governor, which I probably should be, um, I would make you <laughs> football. I mean, like, we would make the huge push. Like, I, I would, I would sell us out to the Big Ten for sure. The whole state, I'd be mm-hmm. like, sorry, no, I'm kidding. I would still keep social programs, but I would still sell us out in <laughs> a lot of ways. Because, um, what's the point of having the t- tourism authority at the Henderson? Freaking, mm. they were sponsoring the the Big West tournament, like. What are we? Where are our priorities? Where are our state priorities? But it's not with football. And that's why nobody cares, Shane. That's why nobody cares about conflicting with us because nobody cares. And that's why at the end of the day, when it comes to like our community or the legislator supporting, like we probably should be lucky that they support as much. Like I said, like it's just we're we're a product that has dwindled. It's like the people that play at like, I don't know, you know, like Alawai golf course it's like that's prime land at this point right and like the city is subsidizing all of that and it's like are you paying there i i play there a few times but i mean those guys are you know it's like people the community can step back and be like okay let's see where our resources are being are being sent towards and you know that's why when people see the stadium being built and hopefully the, the stadium is built first which is what the plan is but once people start seeing the mixed use the the retail is going up and the other stuff going up people are going to be like whoa 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 we don't have housing here right <laughs> so that's why that's why that's why we need to build the stadium part first but um having a stadium and then having housing around stadium that might be what the looks i mean there could be people that make a huge outcry for if especially if uh because 
that's a funny thing. And we've had Senator Wakai on the show before on, and we, we talked about like UH football, UH football being the main tenant, being the main tenant, but it really isn't like, he's not, a, <clears throat> he's not at all really. And this is not a shade to Wakai, who is my friend, but he's, he's really looking at other, he's been more engaged in trying to find hockey or, or hockey, maybe even hockey, rugby, soccer, um, soccer you know? So yeah. it's like, why don't strengthen the UH part first? I, I get that. You know, well, I how, get that. What you about what about the Rock bringing XFL here, like an expansion team? Like, no, exactly, and that's wouldn't... that's something too that they should have been pressing him on when he was here about that. Like, we're about to finish the stadium. What do you think? Like, I guarantee, like, of course, the Rock said it. And he was very diplomatic. He's like, "Yeah, we're looking into it," but he's probably is like, no, "Who who here? Where where are I going to play?" <laughs> A Ching mm-hmm. Ching Field. Um. <laughs> so that's the thing. Is like. It's a blessing. Once again, we're not. We're <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we're unpositioned to be a player. But look, it's like we're still we exist. Let's be happy about that. Um, we play games. Let's be happy about that. But the things that we can is control. That, is that where we're at? No, no. But the things <laughs> that we can control. I mean, I, I, I think that I've already thought that way, Shane. I'm Sean. But what can we control? Tailgating. We can control that. We can control creating an area where people can have, God forbid, a hibachi. Oh, God. <laughs> the dangers. The pit. I, I mean, come on. That's what I'm saying. You can those change, the, you can those change are the, the rules. things we can control because we're game still going to play games. So stupid. And the win or loss, it, it will be a win or a loss, and we will play the next season, hopefully. But to keep it going, we still need to keep a critical mass of fans. And I, I just think like, and it's shown with uh with season ticket. I mean, have you got a call yet, Shane or Sean? No, nope. yours. Oh, today was the first day, but I'll, I'll probably get a call next week. Okay, so today was the first day they're gonna start calling. They said, yeah, no, July first, was, um, first, first day for for, for new, new people season. for new season. Yeah, oh, they yeah. said after July first, then after they get all the renewals, then they're gonna start calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're, they're done with the renewals. They finished my renewal, and I added two more. So they let me add two seats. So for anybody keeping score Oh, you at home, got to add two more. Yeah, I got to add two more. And I, Well, right there off the oh, back. So the end zone. It's unlimited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, it's not unlimited. It's not unlimited. No, it is. It's not unlimited. I would have bought 10, Shane, if it yeah, was unlimited. It is, you know. It's not unlimited. Yeah, it's not unlimited yet until they let the new people go, oh. and then they're going to come back. Then you yeah, yeah, say, no, hey, but I, I was like, more. yeah, so yeah, for anybody keeping score at home listening, I was ready to give them 10 seats that you think I need 10 <laughs> on cold days, I only got one, oh, but that's so how we support a program, you. you buy season tickets. So and you, so you said, oh, I like 10, and they said, oh, no, you can't, yeah, buy and he was three. like, um, three. we'll give you two more, and I was like, okay, and then I just gave him my thing, <laughs> and he's like, okay, shoot, and I'll call you back after, and that's how it went, and like, honestly, ticket people are usually the most pleasant, like, of, of all the departments, at the school, and I think Madeline even used to be in the tickets. I mean, they, they yeah, are pleasant, they are easy to work with, they're always nice. Cool, yeah. They do sometimes the students are a little bit you gotta like be patient with them, especially mm-hmm. student workers. But at the end of the day, like they're always very helpful. And I mean, you know, like um the guys that go on the road, the people that we see on the road, I mean, they're always super nice. So I mean, that's yeah. the low spirit. That's that's Hawaii personified, is in those people. Um, but at the end oh. of the day, we need to fill those seats and I'm willing to fill. Yeah. My whole row. I wanted to put it. I was willing to put yeah. it down right there. They're like, we'll add two more. So once they get to Sean, I, I don't know how many people put down deposits. I, I, do you guys think it's more than 500 deposits? <laughs> I don't know. Man. 
I uh, think you want, oh, you want the over under? Yeah, I'll over <laughs> under on deposits. Uh, I mean, well, I'm gonna say it's like maybe a hundred, maybe like yeah, I, I, I would think so. I like their best but bet the, is they all the people they scared away in the last round when they told them, and I told you they already been they already scared away people when they put yeah. the gun to Granny's head and were like. If you don't become captain or all American mm-hmm. by the end yeah. of this call, we never talking to you again. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, okay, okay. Take my credit card. And then they were like, okay, now you get better chance when you already had chance the whole time you already I- had chance as a fan, but then they made you upgrade to all American. And now you get more chance, but guess what? You never really, really need all those chances. Actually, I take it back. It would have helped Auntie if she went to the men's volleyball national championship because they, those, those, those levels do come into effect when you do want to go to the bigger UH game. So I will say that, and that is you know something that people want to know because um, people are like, oh, how come you weren't sitting behind the team at the men's volleyball national championship? But they had special people. Plus, they had people that bought early, and then they had their the top givers. So. Um, that it does come into play there, but in terms of purchasing season tickets, no, like, nah, fam. That's like, a big thing too is the tickets are too damn expensive. Yeah. I know it's yeah. cheap considering if you compare to other football programs, but bro, this is thousand bucks for my two seats. That's like kind of <laughs> nuts, bro. Like, holy crap. Sheesh. Yeah, that's like a little bit steep, man. So, so it, what does it come to for per game? What does it come to for per game for you? It comes to about sixty-seven bucks per game, oh. which is not bad. Okay, considering the location, uh, the tickets yeah. for last year. You know, when it had what the two games, it was eighty-five bucks per game. The face value. So, so but still, and, that's that, and that's without the club access. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Moshe, yeah, you didn't even get club yeah. access. You didn't even get a plush seat to sit in. You I didn't, didn't get escalator. If I wanted the padded seat back. I, I, I heard, yeah, fifteen I heard more bucks. Oh, I thought they got rid of that. I thought they were just gonna give it. That's what no, my wife you said. Gotta, oh. you gotta, you gotta pay. What? You gotta Don is living in some fantasy world. I want to be in. If she thinks that oh. UH is gonna pay for back, Don, I'm in. But I would love oh, to live. Gosh. But. No, I would the the guy told me it was fifty seven eighty one more for me. Yeah, so it is fifty dollars yeah. more, and yeah. I was like, no thanks. I stand out most <laughs> of the game, anyways. Um, but no, the thing is, like, you're you're right, Shane. It's being priced out. So if we don't have enough people to fill, because per game price for your seat's gonna be eighty five, right? That's the face value, because it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be cheaper than sixty seven dollars, because then you would just end up doing that every game <laughs> instead of, you know, or obviously you want to have your your seats locked in. You know, like having season tickets is a crapshoot, though, period. I mean, all the time because you're going to have, you know, like I've had UH football season tickets now 16 years. I had volleyball season tickets for the first men's volleyball this past year. And, you know, there are games that are just like, okay, I couldn't even get them. I tried to call. I call you guys, both of you. You know, it's hard to get to a game. So it's like I look at it as a donation. That's all. I look at the whole thing as a donation, period. I mean, that's really and this is me helping UH right now to justify people giving them money is just think of it as I am giving, I aloha. And they don't even like you. You aloha me back. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean like, it's about, it's about like the, the sustainability of the program is different than, you know, the people, you know, we're, we're there to try, but we need to be critical to people. Like even Timmy, this is a a guy that my age, like a guy I grew up with, played against in in high school. It's like, I'm not like, 
it's not like I he's not like Greg Mackin or like this grandpa that is like mm. okay I gotta like revere him or something it's like here's another local brother like he needs to be a held accountable as well and I think he wants to be and I, I really do believe he wants to do the best this is not about his this is not about like our show is never about brotherhood or Chang gang or anything right now because really they're they're walking into everything we're talking about that's what they literally are walking into and they on it quite frankly i don't think timmy chang staff i hope you some of you guys listen to the show i'm gonna be quite frank because if you guys want to know what's going on with the program we talk about it and go listen to our old shows go back and listen mm. to the sagas that's why we have these shows like i said to mark time to mark history to remember our program because it was always going to be told to all kinds of different lenses and to always rainbow colored no pun intended because people always want to see the best and the thing is it's unfair to do that to us because you kept telling me this is okay this is okay and then i had i was surrounded by eleven thousand people at one point during norm chow's and that was at full capacity yeah. okay. so why you keep telling me that's just gaslighting that's why i said it's like literally a technique used by like dictatorships to get people to um, really be not believe what they can see with their own eyes. And that's what I'm saying is like, you can't keep telling me that we're building, we're building when the numbers already proved like the turnstile is enough. Football turnstile is enough. Season tickets is enough. And that has been going down for decades before Chang, before Rolo, before Graham, before um, even Norm Chow. And I'm saying we've had a cultural shift, but we never tried to correct the cultural shift. All we did was try to, keep and well we didn't try to do anything all those guys did was keep their salaries keep going act like everything's good everything's good everything's good because if you keep feeding the public that you don't have to that's what i'm saying they even had they were even exposed in front of the senate and still kept their jobs and still didn't use that opportunity to advocate on behalf of the program that so desperately needed more funding and that was the big issue well that was your chance but they didn't so somebody defended the coach until the bitter end too Exactly. And someone defended, <laughs> someone defended the coach until the better end. And then he stepped down and then he got to hire the next one. And then people, it's like, this well, is a disrespecting the, the career leader in wins. Exactly. As a UH yeah. head coach. So that's what I'm yeah. saying. We, we forget those things as well. And it's like um, people like Dave Matlin and people like Jim Donovan and Herman Frazier. Um, they're all different people. They all had different tenures, but they all deserve criticism ben jay deserves criticism ben jay is a guy mm -hmm. like i said i consider he's like my friend like he's a chump with ben jay i don't treat him i'm not like ben jay was so perfect guys he's a great ad like sorry ben even if you're listening i love you but yeah. you're at the best ad ever no he and, wanted to resign chow no i mean so <laughs> come on now this is not about being friends it's about us wanting to see a special a program grow that's that's yeah. that's that's a pure motive that's that's not a there's no guile within that at all. It's just about trying to see our program flourish. And, and it hasn't been. And that's the fact is like, we can't even get apparel. Like that's easy. Like I said, the yeah. stuff we can control, the stuff we can't control. Okay. That's going to be hard guys. Like PAC 12 might even be in the sites and guess what? PAC 12 is not even meaningless anymore. So I mean, it's like, it, it doesn't matter anymore because we can't even control the bigger things anymore. It's like, it's like, and I hate to say this, it's like, you know, we, we have a radical Supreme Court now, so we can't control a lot because literally they are one third of government and they are legislating from the court, the pan, the bench, which is we haven't really seen in American history, but literally they're attacking every precedent 
But that's because, and now I hate to say this to myself because I have privilege, but I can say I can't control this right now. And I can't go on with my life. So we all have practiced this in our life, in our daily life all the time, this mind separation thing. But I think, you know, I think what we really just want to see us get better. And that's the thing that's really frustrating. For, I know for you, Sean, because you feel like you have to constantly make up for, you know, your negativity or your lack of you're saying something because, but there's no very few bigger fans. If there are any Sean, so like, you just have to sit in that and know that like, there's, there's like, that, Wayne, that's it's, it's how geogra- it is. It's geography. That's <laughs> like why you're, you're Sean Iman. So that's all geography. that matters. Like, you're Sean effing Iman. Like, Thank Literally, you. that's Thank who you are. Like, Thanks for explaining that to me. It's just if it wasn't for geography, we, you know, we'd, like we'd be there. So. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think <laughs> um, given that our the state of it right now, um, do you think that's going to have an effect on recruiting right now? I mean, it could. I know Shane, check him out, Hawaii Football Net, obviously on Twitter, Facebook. But uh, Shane uh, recently shared um uh one of a guy who decided he's gonna go to colorado state now yeah. oh, three weeks oh. later but you i know this is gonna happen even with those bishop gorman guys yeah, I yeah. Mean, they got a yeah. whole senior year yeah. to play guarantee going to have more offers coming in well that's why like even if you get the yes you got to keep on those guys you got to exactly you just got to keep Keep up the relationship. You just gotta, yes. you gotta keep it you gotta, up because, like, some them. teams, it's not until like people like re, uh, they verbal. That's when they start recruiting them, which is super uncool. But I mean, that's just the reality of recruiting. The reality uh, when it really gets hard will be when um, the NCAA is completely out of the way and there's no amateur rules and mm. they can pay. Then. And we really won't be able to stop kids for sure because they'll be able to get paid other places. And then the NLIs at UH and, you know, we might have to build in more into the TV contracts too. They might have to build in more salaries for players. I mean, what's so hard? $500 a game for a kid. I mean, that could go a long way or medical insurance, um, you know, for a certain amount of time. So they're going to have to have money vested into the players because the players are going to unionize too. That's another thing. The players are going to unionize because they're going to have they to. They should. Yeah. Yeah, and they already should. But kids are smarter now. Like they're not. They're not. I mean, they see their aunt, their uncles, and it's one thing to brag about the good old days, but if you're doing so, like forgetting things because you took too many conks on the head, like that's really <laughs> unfortunate. Like that's not something that I would look forward to. And I think people should live now. Like I don't. I don't think a lot of them regret. It. Nobody ever says they regret, it, right? Because I mean, like that is that is true living, right? When you can do something that you are so passionate about and you love. I mean, it's like Tony Hawk. No one would ever fault him for keeping and trying to do the craziest. Because we want to human beings. Yeah, who would go for a nine hundred? Like what crazy person would do that? And he did. He's the only guy with the, you know what, big enough to try it. So I think like I'm. I'm all for people like going to their their extreme lengths but i also kids don't know like and they need to become like they don't understand like their bodies can get really messed up and it's not you're not going to get that body like it's hard to to recover so and that's one thing plus you know just on principle they're employees they're they're employees if they if they weren't there the money would not be there like they need them even more than a coach if the coach didn't show up to the game they would still play the game if the players are there but but it's a different game now too because like these guys are getting money too because they have 
uh, you know, 2 million TikTok viewers. You know, it's just, it's a different game now. Oh, no, for sure. So that's what I'm saying. We're going to have to have kids that we have to say, like, what really is, because let's, let's be honest right here, too, which is not a bad thing. Say you're a kid that has goals to play professionally. You don't have to say NFL anymore. You can say mm, Division yeah. One college football is professional because that's what it will be. And that's all that's they're fine with that. So if UH has a compensation plan, say for maybe not all of our players, but eventually we get to a place where we can compensate maybe the top, the starters or something, or like at least a quarterback, like, I mean, that's crazy to say that right now, but we're going to have to offer more for, we're probably going to have to offer more for quarterbacks eventually <laughs> if we have to pay, because I'm sure that's what's going to be happening in the SEC and the Big Ten eventually. This might not be two or three years, but eventually, because um, that's where we're going. But that that's when we're saying recruiting and it's like, what are we playing for? You know, that's yeah. what are we playing for? That's why I was. We still get chance Fourth of July. For that five star. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which oh, one yeah. was it? Which one was it? That's the, the Alabama. Yeah, Alabama, <laughs> Florida. Alabama, LSU. Florida. What's the Hawaii tie? What's the Hawaii tie for him? He is his brother and sister live here, and the running backs coach Kiki Misa. Oh, Is his uncle? Yeah, it's his uncle. Oh. So. So, you know, yeah, this, this Michigan <laughs> game, when we're talking about recruiting and this Hawaii to the Pac-12 or whatnot, but no one cares about us, If we need to beat Michigan. <laughs> That's all I say. Yeah, if I mean. If we beat Michigan, yeah. they might look a little bit better. Oh, oh I, I agree. I, I think, I think, I mean, what you're saying, Shane, is totally true. I think if we, if we were to. If we were, if there, if we could, I mean, we're talking really something really hard that to pull off. Yeah. But if we did go undefeated this year, I think like, oh. I think, I think the math would change a little bit and the teams, because like we said, we still have, we need a new coach. Two years. So it's like the, like <laughs> SC and UCLA are not going to the Pac 12 yeah. for two more yeah. years. So the real shift is not like right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, Right now, Oregon and Washington are in, in the middle are being friend zoned because they nobody knows whether <laughs> they're kind of in or out yet because we're waiting for. I mean, it hates to be that friend, but right. We all it's like when I was getting senior housing in college year and everybody was waiting for like one guy to decide between two houses. And then once they decided, the people decided between that house and the other house. And I was like, God, am I the worst <laughs> junior in this whole school that I am literally at the end of the last domino to fall? I got to wait to see, you know, it's like, that's how it is though. Sometimes you're the last domino to fall. And it's like, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think Hawaii is even a domino right now. So it's not even like it matters, but you know, yeah, at the same we, don't time, need, we don't even have the chessboard. Like we, I talked about this on the last, this on the last show. It's like, if we went down to FCS, would it be that bad? Right now, we're playing Sam Houston State, New Mexico State, and uh, yeah, you know, we're gonna lose any of these teams that go that move on to the Big Twelve or the the what's left of the Power Four. Basically, they're gonna be probably mandated to like clean off their future schedules because. Um, you know, they could make make them play. I mean, the alliance, the alliance thing was basically, you know, um, and, and not to say that there won't be non-conference games. I'm not saying that they probably would still have them, but every game to them is gonna be basically like an NFL game. Like they might go up that much. Who knows? They might play freaking 17. Oh. Mm. 
It's possible. I, yeah. I, I mean, money, college football is just minor yeah. league. It's just NFL. This is that a minor league of the NFL? It just happens to be a really amazing minor league that other people people also like to watch. It's not like we watch AAA baseball or anything. But the fact is, I mean, college football has demands that much money. That's why it's so different. It's a it's an anomaly. And that's why people need to approach it, not like some if you want to approach it, approach it like what it is, labor and a wage and a wage that equals zero, basically. And people saying, well, they're compensated in other ways. Like, stop, stop. You would never say that to people who was at McDonald's. Like, well, they gave them 37 quarter pounders on the way home. <laughs> I think they would know what to do with it. It's like, no, like, give me money. So, you know, they, they need, you need to also look at how um, the future is. But Shane, would you, you wouldn't, Shane, you're not going to stop going even if we played like St. Louis. Hopefully we don't have to. Oh, stop I wouldn't stop going. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm I, saying a lot of us, a lot of us would still keep going too, right? So, but we'd still probably lose a lot of people. But oh, what would be your biggest point, fear? Yeah, it gets to the point where I don't even want, like my wife said, it gets to the point where I don't even want to let the school know that I can keep going because they seem like they won't. I mean, they won't do anything special for us loyal fans. They're like, ah, these guys, they gonna come no matter what. Hey, if I've been a season ticket holder for 20 years, just say, hey, you know what? We'll throw should, in a couple yeah. seat backs for you yeah. since you've been buying t- season tickets for 20 years. That doesn't cost them money to give me a free seat back, but it's going to make me feel so like important. Like, hey, right on, bro. Free seat backs. Here's so a pin that says yeah. 20, 20 years. Yeah. Or yeah, or like some oh, this is an exclusive shirt for you season ticket holders. Like yeah. something so minor. Free like, day at training camp. I mean, what this is what the both the Rams and the Chiefs are doing. The yeah. Chiefs, they're giving us two two training camp days only for season ticket holders. Nice. And for getting the Rams oh, one, season ticket hold, one day just for season ticket holders. And what they would do for Rams is let us choose like between a VIP tent, which was amazing at season tickets. It's like being at the zoo or the safari with that wild animals coming up to your tent. You're like, Holy God, Jared. Goff. No, I'm um, but well, that was the thing. Like you said, Shane, like that is frustrating. And it's, it's like you said, it's, it's happening in other places, but that, that they can do regardless of opponent. And that is, is even more necessary now because we've dropped, we've, yeah. you know, like the quality has dropped of, of our opponents as well. Not just us. Yeah. A good point, though. I didn't think so. There is a possibility where, because we're playing like UCLA in 2024, they could be like, oh, sorry, we're not going to play you guys anymore. Yeah. We've got bigger things to That's do. BYU oh, yeah. already did that. Yeah. BYU just yeah. did that. Oh. And, we, and, we, and, oh. and then we made this press release how we're so proud to replace them with Sam Houston. With Sam Houston. Yeah. Sam Houston <laughs> not Houston. Sam Houston State. I, I, you know, shout out to the, you know, UH marketing for winning this Changemaker Innovation Award for recognition of athletic communication and their oh, colleagues for creating yeah, in, innovation content and innova- initiation during the current academic year. <sighs> well, they're winning awards, so I guess that's all right. that matters, right? Us fans should be happy about that, right. all, I guess. Yeah, That's big time. Tokyo Dachi coming up too, so look at look out for. Hey, that. we could win Tokyo Dachi. I mean, those are things. Those are, are priorities. That's the priorities things that matter. Yep. Just All get hands out there on deck and, for UH. <laughs> to me, to me, like getting nice jerseys out. Like we've been with Adidas for a whole year now. 
a whole year. He's still where, waiting for that. Where are the where are the jerseys? <laughs> where is anything? That's why, like, I sent you guys that picture on the other day. Uh, oh, new sweatshirts. Come get yours. Oh, like, yeah. That thing was lame. It's like horrible. Yeah, someone made that in Microsoft Word, not even in Paint. They just, like, <laughs> yeah, typed 20 it out. years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah, they typed it oh. out on a word processor and an Aquilin ink. Even Aquilin ink, actually, if it was in calligraphy, it would have been nicer than that, actually. <laughs> Just, I, I mean, that's the thing, but that's what I mean by, you know, Shane and Sean, like for us, super fans like us, and that's what we are because we go without any expecting anything return. And we're the only ones always putting our own money in and not getting anything back. Um, that's just facts. That's why we are who we are constantly doing what we do. But we keep going because that's uh, either mental illness, A, or B, <laughs> maybe brainwashing from Kupuna or something. I don't know, but somewhere of a mixture of those. And the thing is the school can exploit that. And rightfully so. Like I said, like I still draw the party line. I still believe me. If you guys think I'm unfiltered now on this show, are you kidding me? Come on now. You, I have a lot more to say. Maybe that's got to be for the next, that's got to be the paid content because the facts are, maybe that's what it should be. Cause actually, and honestly at HI sports fans, we would love donations for the show. We've yet, I've yet to solicit any donations to pay for this actual show. So I'm um, at HA sports fans. But the thing is like, we know in Hawaii, we are local people. There's nothing more Hawaiian than this show, a uh, local than this show. We are local people talking about something local, trying to in, in, embrace local traditions and try to, you know, not only do that, but see them flourish into the perpetuity and for our children and grandchildren, our nieces and nephews. That's who we are. That's how we think. That's how I operate. So when I, if oh. I were coming from a place of leadership, my first goal is to install people in places where they can be empowered, like local people who now can do any job in that department, any coaching job, any janitorial job, any, any executive job, any co- you know, assistant job that we, we have, we're there. Uh, Hawaii is there. It's been the 50th state for long enough. And we have people that can do all well, of is, those jobs. This is the KITV sports dilemma. No. And that's the thing is right. Yeah, no. And, and that's the thing. They have their philosophy too. If you're going to go from Cody Krupp, who is from Wisconsin and now back at the Green Bay Packers, and you're going to go to um, what's his name? Keith Demolder. Um, That's clearly a choice. And by clearly a choice, we mean they are white people. So they are clearly a choice that KTV made. And then you have Brenton Awa, who is former KIT guy running for state Senate now talking about a culture that was mainland driven. And not uh, local centered and not focused on local people and local stories, focused on towing the national party line, a corporate agenda, because that's what KTV operates under, whatever their whatever Argyle, whatever their bigger mm-hmm. news for- format is. So they have to, um, you know, they're one of those people that they have on the Daily Show where they're like, they show like this, the same line from the Albuquerque station to the Tulsa station to the Honolulu station. Mm-hmm. And that's why Brenton Awa was coming out and saying, um, I'm not, this is definitely not an endorsement for Brenton Awa. I'm not sure even what his politics are um, because he's been very vague about that, which is very interesting for a lot of these people now running into politics, which is great that people are throwing their names in, but still very vague when it comes to policy ideas. Um, but at the end of the day, Brenton Awa was right. He's talking about cultural issue. So that's the same thing going on at UH. We just don't have whistleblowers. Right? We don't have people that leave and actually tell the truth. We have people that, you know, either leave and get a, 
you know, uh, under circumstances that were great for them, where they got a better job and they didn't care or they just moved on or they got fired and they don't want they don't want to do anything, have anything to do with us anymore anyway. So it's like nobody's <laughs> ever really other than June Jones, really, and talking about like the issues with we never really had anybody speak out about the issues, you know, because it's always being seen as negative. So. Um, and Coach Chang, you know, he needs to be he needs to be vocal about it, and he's going to get an awakening. I mean, and this is this is not any shade against this, the coaching staff, but not a single member of that coaching staff knows the history of this program, like the true fans of this program knew, because stuff has changed so much in the past. Like, come on, Timmy Chang has not been keeping up with UH football, like. Uh, I like that he just uh, he's been doing his thing. He, I mean, I'm sure he knows what's going on, what the record is, how we're playing, but and he probably does know who the some of the good players are. But culturally, he's been away from Hawaii long enough. He hasn't really understood how uh, you know attendance has been yeah, sliding all the way. I bet if we exactly he's been away for over a decade. If I, if I ask Coach Chang, how many how many people you think had when we played in the West Division Championship? In 2019, <laughs> how many people you think came to that game? This, what do you think? Because we had him at Aloha Stadium. Yeah. I bet he would say, 000. "Oh, probably got to be at least 35, right? It's a big game." I think they had 35 for his UAB game, where he threw that uh, his career whatever receiving touchdown record in 2004. Yeah. Shane posted that video. Um, that was the his 17, last game. Seventeen thousand yards. The yeah. 59 point game. Um, yeah, UAB. that was the UAB. That was his last game. That was the 2004 Hawaii Bowl. I think we had at least 35 people at that thousand at that game. I remember I sat. I sat in section A and row one. I think in that game. Or I might wow, even see. No, no, I sat in C first row three, the first row. So we just seen how it just drastically changed, like from when I was going in the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s. Yeah. How everything just changed. So like how you, it's a good point, like. Like Timmy Chang and a lot of these coaches, I know they, they see the program, but they don't see it from the fan perspective. They don't see all the negative stuff that changed, which made fans not want to go anymore. Exactly. And that is yeah. the biggest point. I don't I don't know if anybody because you know that there are local brothers that are friends with these guys that want to see them successful. I guarantee they're like, man, I'm so proud of you, Brian. I'm so glad you got the game. I'm not coming though. Like, I'm still not a fan. <laughs> Like, let's be honest. Like I, I met people on the mainland. Like There's show people yeah. that are like, oh, I'm so proud of Timmy. Oh, why? You're coming games now. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> I'm not a fan now. Come on, silly. I just went proud of Timmy Chang. You know, it's like that. that's literally the that's how people are. It's not like people are like, OK, now I'm going to be buying tickets. And, throw. and yeah, that's a, yeah. that is the problem because people don't see what offended people away. Because every time you ask somebody, right, Shane, they're like, oh, I got kicked out of the stadium parking lot after the game, like 45 yeah. minutes after the game. Oh, they, somebody told me to put on my to, sign at the stadium. Yeah. They told me to sit down and be quiet. They told me to sit down when after mm. we scored one touchdown. Like, what? What the hell? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no makes sense. Yeah. And it doesn't. And we can't, like, blame people sometimes. People get offended and they don't ever come back. But if we develop a culture. car was parked one foot over the line or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. I hated the park. Oh, sure. It was ridiculous. It was so tight. At one, after one game. My one friend had a ticket on his car because he was parked on the line. My friend parked right next was exactly the same spot, and he never gave one ticket. So, like these guys, it just this doesn't make any sense, bro. 
Well, yeah. I think I think that at the end of the like, you know, for us, what we can also control <laughs> is maybe you know now that we still have a while to go over the master plan of the stadium. I mean, that, as I'm saying, there is if there are people that are going to advocate on behalf of the school, I just don't know where it is in, in government leadership. I'm talking about from the AD level as well as, as well, because even before, and when I had Glenn Wakai on the show and I talked to him, I talked to Glenn Wakai in his office. He's never talked to UH. They don't, they don't talk to each other. Like, That's can you imagine? Like, crazy. They, like, he's like, we, we just don't talk. Like, I don't even know him. Like, I, I know uh, his name, but like when I came home, this is my three years ago, Glenn Wakai had me in his office, at the Capitol. And we just talked about, um, you know, he's like, I just see you on Facebook. Like, who is this random kid going to all these games? And like, why? And why? Like, why? Like, he was just like mesmerized. Like, I don't get it. Like, who does this? Like, you're a weirdo. And I was like, yes. But, and he was like, and he's a sports guy. And this is a sports guy. Of course, the SC guy. He's a SC guy, but he's still a sports guy. But even he is still kind of unaware because he's not like us as fans where we're, obsessed with all the figures as well like a lot of people aren't like us like they're just gonna go anyways right like even regardless of anything and god bless them you know and and it's probably still the best part of their life you know one of the most exciting parts of their life is going to stand sheriff or going to even chingfield you know like and i think that's awesome i hope there you know i hope there are people we have loyal fans like that that still um but that's the thing though a lot of people are just more sensitive now to what's going on and like that i think the tailgating is going to offend enough people away from ever coming back especially if we don't make any and that's what really bothers me too like first of all like obviously we advocated for june jones on this program because not because we're friends with him i literally don't even know him he literally blocked sean on twitter so we are not <laughs> people like think like i think still people think like oh you said that june jones become like no it's because i wanted to see like a lot of us we just wanted to see somebody with a name rescue what's left of our reputation that yeah. something that timmy chang can't do just because he can't because he's not anybody like literally only june that's why it's like we don't know him i don't even know him like i i literally don't know this guy like he seems like a nice guy too i met him at the oregon state game so i just got to say hi but he doesn't know my name um and you know like it had nothing to do with oh we need june jones because he's the best coach ever like no we need him because people still respect that name on, in these islands, especially boomers and people with money. So they're the ones that could come back and buy tickets. He, and could, have, the ones he that, could have filled the ninth. Yeah. Thousands. And he could fill them because he still has those guys in high places on the island. He can call and make calls to. Um, but Timmy Chang is working. That's what I'm saying. Like it's one thing, public perception versus reality. And that's people think it's negative. It's like, nah, fam, it's not negative. It's just trying us trying to be extra. We're the ones literally trying to make things better because we see what the handwriting on the wall looks like. We're not trying. And that's why we brought up the Derek branch thing, um, Sean, uh -oh. um, because he <laughs> thought that, I mean, lot his, his whole thing was like, I can't believe you're attacking the school. Like you're, you're making people hate you. Where he's like, you're really talking to me like that. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you saying, bro? Like, what are you saying? Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm as my job and which I believe as, you know, not only like when, and what I do, but as an ambassador for the program, as somebody who, you know, I, I facilitates a lot of our fan activity outside of Hawaii mm -hmm. sports. It's not on my own. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find ways constantly of how we can build our fan base, find ways that we can. And that's the problem is that they're not trying. And that's the, and we all know that. 
Um, and I always go back to that one Twitter guy who was like, "Where always be a demand for UH football. It's like, yes, there always going to be demand for roller derby. Is that still popular? Mm. No. It's like there is probably still demand for seeing these women, um, you know, push each other around a big oval and wearing roller derby. I'm sure it was fun back in, you know, whatever, Sean, you got to tell me about it. But um, <laughs> no, I'm saying like things change, right? Times change. There might still be a demand for it, but you know, we don't, we don't, we, the point is keeping the demand high is the point, because like you said, if, if the man was high for UH football, Tumua wouldn't even have scheduled his show on that night. Yep. Not because he wants to keep people from not going to the game because he's scared that to, yep. that's what it would be respectful, but he ain't scared. Just like the high school isn't just nope. like freaking pretty soon um the chinese dancers that appear literally everywhere on tv they're gonna come and just like book shows on every single night there's a huge football game just to go head to head on purpose but i mean it feels that way i mean i mean and i hate i'm not i'm not picking on you sean but like even the top crust of our fans if there's a concert and they miss the game i mean that's just facts and yeah. even the top crust which you guys are you guys won't and i'm not there's not a judgment but you guys even said you're it holidays are non-negotiable not for yeah. me i go to games i've spent all day watching UH basketball and thanksgiving is multiple thanksgiving away from my family by myself mm-hmm. that's where that's where i am i'm not there's not a judgment on any other fan but in mike Poito's world i'd rather do that than be home with my family and <laughs> i mean if that makes me like a jerk or something that's just how i am as a fan you know it's like i've literally going to christmas eve in dallas i spent christmas in the airports the whole christmas you're an it's ambassador. A, it's impossible dude. to get back. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like that's what a lot of us are doing. We're not. I mean, literally, holidays are negotiable in my life. I mean, that's why I'm saying, like, literally, the weddings are not negotiable. You're going to ask me to be your best man. Like, I will ne- not definitely not say yes unless the game is like a very mm-hmm. specific date of the year. You know, it's like it, it's it's one of those things that a lot of us, we prioritize that highly. But in the same respect but we should we give to it we should also be respected in our opinion on how things should be run because we see how it is um and no i'm not making a opinion i'm not making judgments but i'm saying even as a fan base it's hard because if people are missing and people can't go i mean we just don't have enough yeah we just don't have enough we're not there any we don't have enough there anymore i mean i think this year i'm already stressing about it this year missing games Mm. this year um mls cup is on november 5th mls cup which i expect lafc to be there and i'm gonna be there to see lafc win a mls cup because even in the five years i've been an mls uh lafc fan i mean the the as much as they've done for me as a fan is way more than uh has done for me as a fan and in terms of you know in terms of uh the program itself oh lafc way more way more and I mean, they, that's what I mean when, I, when it comes to fan experience and spending my time someplace that I, I want to, um, you know, use my free time. I want to do it in a, in a way that is around people that are, feel like they can say what they want and be free and get stuff from this team. And they have special events. I mean, all of the Rams, Chiefs, all the teams I have season tickets for, they all have stuff for fans. Like your stuff you're saying, Shane, that would be easy and make fans feel special. I mean, the Chiefs reward things that you log in and you get, you know, the Chiefs are really specific too about their tickets. I mean, they call you if you transfer, if you don't go to enough games, um, you they'll take away your tickets. You can't just have season tickets. You have to attend. 
you know, and you have to have an excuse. I mean, those, that's what serious well, is. Shouldn't UH be trying to safeguard and take care of what little's left? Yep. You know, this is, this is, yeah. there, there, there's not much more room. So just, just, losing. okay. So just, uh, you know, um, there are people within, so like the sisterhood, I want to shout out, you know, there are a lot of on that committee. I know all of those women and they're all very, very devoted to the program and have the best intentions. Nothing, Hawaii, every, everything we talk about, we criticize. We're not criticizing anybody personally on a personal level. I mean, there are some people that are, no, I, I won't even give you my opinion that are working, mm-hmm. but overall we're talking about professionally and we're talking about like, um, you know, they can be courteous and nice. It's not about that. We're talking about fighting on behalf of our program. Like, like you're saying, Sean, like, or shouldn't we like, what do we have left? What are we worth fighting for? Because I'd be angry. Like if you were in the Pac-12 meeting you're sitting back or you're not sending angry emails or you're not lashing out or you're not making, it's like, you know, it's like the coach that doesn't get a tech when, you know, mm. things are going bad. Right. And people want mm. to see fire. It's like, if you don't see fire from your coach, it's weak, right? Like how many coaches get thrown out on purpose just because they need to motivate their team. So it's like, we need leadership. Not maybe you don't have to be irrationally, you know, doing things, but you need to be proactive. And um, I don't know, for some reason that sports SSN, of course, our friend, our SSN Hawaii friend, or shout him out was Brandon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's, I, for some reason, the SSN main account, I was getting a lot of their tweets in my feed. And I was like, who is running this account? Is this person is drunk? <laughs> um, you know, but... <laughs> Like it, people are passionate and people are, are, are who they are. But uh, what we are trying to do here is really is to build a fan base, but do so in a way that is pragmatic, do so in a way that is culturally relevant and progressive because the rest of the world is moving so fast. Like MLS, that's what I'm saying. I'm willing to leave UH and get to my MLS championship game. And I, I guarantee you Chiefs would do the same. But if we ask him, well, Chiefs doesn't go into all the UH games like I do, but I, he's going to get to that point with his Austin FC team. And we're going to shout out El Chibo on Twitter because he is a huge fan of his Austin FC team, because that's what MLS experience does to you as a fan. It gets you so attached to your team and makes you like, that's true. Road warriors, true. Ohana. Like you're that's, traveling with hundreds of people. That all the should time, be the, you know? the model though, for what yeah. UH, yeah. like they give you guys an identity and they give you a purpose and they, yes. you know, like, Man, that's the model they should. And that's what we're going to try and do. And I mean, I mean, we're going to let the world out a little secret. I mean, that's what the three of us are trying to do on the show. And we're going to have a presence in the stadium and you will see us. You don't know who we are at the stadium. I don't know. You're not paying attention, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, Well, then again, I did have a huge fat head in my hand for the last game. So if you didn't see a giant head, uh, specifically, (laughs) uh, specifically Calvin Turner Jr.'s head that I was holding, um, you know, next to the play clock that apparently wasn't working most of the game. Um, I only could tell that from the camera. Uh, but you know, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. And we're being flat out about it. And people know who we are because that's why it is. Because and not one of us, me, Sean, or Shane, has tried, has sought out attention from other people. Like the three of us don't care. We only want to go to games. And people like Fuchsia, people like Kelly, the people I'm close to. All we care about is supporting the team. How amazing is that to just have those pure intentions to be able to just love something so much, love it so much that even when it's abusive towards us, which is really sad because it sounds kind of like a wife, but you know, we, we still willing because I mean, it's a, I'm like, I'm glad like, like this front, like the tickets, the tickets are, they are pricey. And I like, and I know someone like Shane for Shane, for Shane to even say something that on thing. I know it is because Shane, 
would probably pay way more because Shane loves UH Hobo <laughs> that much that he would. Um, and that's the scary thing because we do things irrationally. We don't do things like they do. They do things logically, like more do this, get this money. We don't do that. We are like, how much do we spend? Okay, take more. Okay, what kind of scraps do we get? Okay, thank you so much. Like that's that's the opposite, right? So that is what I'm saying is that we need to take that power back as fans too and demand a little more, like Shane's saying. Like, and like I was saying with the sisterhood. Um, and I know some of, you know, some of them have things planned. I know Coach Chang has things planned. And I think they do have a lot planned. I just, uh, we, what we know is they don't really know what's going on really in UH world. And that was with the Grams too. The, the Grams had no clue. Why? Because their network was not very large. I, I mean, Timmy is the local boy, so he has a, a huge network already built in. But who's his network of UH fans? Not UH officials. Who is his network of UH fans people who have been loyal to the program he follows us before right? yeah. no 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 but i'm saying like who like who he chills with who he's like hanging mm. out with he doesn't call us or maybe he calls you sean i don't know not real no, he not doesn't that. like no but i'm saying like who is he like who's who is giving him the real i mean mm. you know about when i think about uh football right now i hate to say it, like especially a pro i think of like this freaking zoa drink because that's what is more talked about than a lot of stuff it's almost like the tokyo dachi like yeah is that what we want like even during the sisterhood thing they had coach sheffield do a shout out he just had all the zoa next to him doing like he couldn't even just do a shout out for the sisterhood thing i don't know if you're listening to this bro but you couldn't even just do the shout out for the sisterhood thing without promoting your drink at the same time like that's what I'm saying. You couldn't even he couldn't even save himself promoting, and that is what is weird to me. And this is whatever. If that's going back to the program, I know that this is all tied in, but I don't want to corporatize, right? We want to stay true to our cultural roots. We understand that we need mm. to make nil dollars. I get that, but that's if it goes as an nil battle, we're gonna lose for sure. We're not gonna win, and we're probably gonna lose nil battles to San Jose State. Because they're yeah. in Silicon Valley. They could get like the smallest freaking startup app could probably freaking fund most of their teams. So it's like know our resources, um, but also know that, you know, I'm not saying like if, if Zoa, I, I mean, honestly, if Zoa were a Sato family, whatever, or any other local company, I probably would be less. I mean, I'm not saying Zoa was Zoa is like the rocks company or something, um, but it's just a lot. You know what I mean? It's just a lot. That's, it's just the perception is everything. So that's what I know more of when it's coming. Like, what's the latest news? It's like, okay, drink the energy drink. Okay. Um, but anything else? And then when it's like, come to the sisterhood, it's like, drink the energy drink. <laughs> and I just like, okay, let's just focus on the sisterhood because I think it's a great thing. And there are so many, that's another thing. Our fans, there are a lot of female fans, um, women fans that we have, like at least, probably half if not more on my last tour we had more women than men by far on my last tour and that needs to be talked about more like the kind of apparel i mean we barely have men's apparel but um you know and that's the thing like you can benefit from those things having events like that so i think it's great that they're doing the sisterhood thing i hope people go i, I don't know what do you guys think about that do you guys have friends family going or your wives going no um should we have a thing planned? We're gonna go to that speakeasy. Oh, that, bar, that wild orange. So we have that. Plan. Nice. 
for okay. a month already. And then I was thinking, oh, how come they don't make the Brotherhood social? I would go. <laughs> I like see the locker room. I like run yeah. patterns on the field. I like hang out. <laughs> so, ah. I think um, our little hangout on July 16th in two weeks. Mm. Oh, duh. Yeah, oh, yeah, the picnic, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to have our own picnic. I know that Sean is spearheading this, right, Sean? Since this I made idea. a flyer. That's I made the idea, idea. <laughs> so it's his idea. Um, you guys because... will be there for throughout the day. Huh? I will come yeah. after my eye doctor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to do live show to all of us. <laughs> yeah, no, so but that'll be a good chance. Yeah, talk Magic about it. Magic Island, you yeah. super fans, tailgate. We're starting at, at like 9 o'clock. Just look for us. Meet Wayne, meet Shane, meet Fuchsia. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sean had to drop that one, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody can come down. supposed and... to be there. Yeah. Still got to plan our uh, live show to kick off the season. Huh? I passed by um, that Waikiki Brewing in Waikiki, and it's pretty cool, you know, because it's like an outdoor beer garden all on the outside. So we could. You know, if we could set up there and then sounds talk good smack, talk smack to vanderbilt yes let's do that <laughs> yeah because we want to do a little get together and be um, proactive about meeting us you know we don't have to do things with the school we are just a, a group of people that enjoy the same yeah. thing right that's all we are so we can do our own thing and yeah um, we're just trying to stir yeah stir it up to keep the excitement going for the program people might think we're negative people might think we're too much but we're all speaking that i know a lot of other fans feel oh yeah you know what i mean so if we criticize because we care if everything was the way it should supposed to be things would be a lot different and we would be quiet because it'd be all good but that's not how it is yeah so so we gotta say something in We're scared to... that there won't be a team. That's what that's yes, that's yes. literally the motivation. It's not yep. like and that's then that's a scary thing because like we talked about this, it wasn't our existential issues weren't heightened like they are now via 2004, the same as they were in 2004, 2003. Like that's, that's not when Jimmy Chang, like when he was playing, like it's a different, just a different era. And I and it's hard. It's not his fault that he's playing Ching Field. It's not his fault at all. Um, but it's also that people need to be patient and need to be fair. And um, we being positive without just being positive. Of course, we all we're going to go to every game and cheer, even the games that we think that the team might not win. We're not going to be like, oh, well, I hope we lose because I predicted <laughs> them to lose. Like, no, no, no. It's like we're going to cheer for every game, but at the same time, if we see that, you know, because we're the ones that we're just putting our hearts on the line. We're not, we're not, um, we, we put our money down too. Well, let's, let's not remember, forget that, but you know, it's, it's, it's personal to us. So I think that that's why Even this season is going to be tough, man. So just speak, if Timmy doesn't win three, more than three, four games, don't jump off the bandwagon yeah. and say, yeah, we need another coach. Yeah, wow, you gotta. He's doing. He's doing a lot of good things. Just give him a couple yeah. years, man. He's getting some local boys coming in. Just 
He's got to restock. Good. He wasn't left with much. No, so, he was left yeah, with he, nothing. He was left with fair. nothing. So, I mean, he's being nice time. by saying like, oh, yeah, we have a strong but." You know, he's not going to be like, oh, my gosh, you have nothing. I mean, and I don't think he really believes that. But at the same time, like he knows the Mountain West level. He literally, you know, was Nevada State. Like, so he knows what is 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 required to play at this level. And I think he's got to be a little nervous. And, you know, it's it doesn't mean that, you know, he has to be like, oh, this year we're rebuilding people. Be patient. Like, of course, he's going to be like, guys, we're going to do our best. He's never going to be like that. But. We're, that's why we're saying it. That's why we're saying you have to be patient because three or four wins is what should be expected. And that's because, and a lot of it is we're playing the junkyard teams. We're playing Duquesne and Western Kentucky and, you know, North New Mexico state. I mean, I'm hoping those are at least our three wins right there. And Mexico <laughs> state's probably going to be kind of hard too. So it's like, we have to be on, we, we know that because the mountain West is going to be hard. Every game in the mountain West is going to be are- tough. Those are tough games in the Mountain West. This is the first yeah. time that the talent that we have is not on par with the rest of the Mountain West, really like below even par. And that's because so many people left. It's not even because Graham ran it down. Oh, I mean, he, okay, he did because they left because of he him. ran them off. That's what he, he ran did. them off. Yeah. But I mean, he, yeah, he ran them off. Okay. Yeah. So Graham ran them off. So, anyways, <laughs> like that's why the problem for Chang is that. He's being handed something that he I don't even think he understands, because like I said, it's a political football, too, is what he was handed. You know, it's like um, he was hired because it's a safe hire for somebody whose job was on the line and because people can't complain because it's a local person. And that's terrible. But that's what you know, I'm not saying that's not people get into relationships all the time for with ulterior motives. But that's there's an ulterior motive for uh, that Timmy Chang stepped right into. It's not it's not like, you know, it's like he he was a candidate that checked boxes and people could one person's it. box i mean let's face it like and this is <laughs> and this is not well no, this is a crapping on the democratic party but you know like who the current president is and i'm not gonna i'm not one to criticize him openly all the time but he was uh middle he for the uh, anyways of all the candidates through all the primary <laughs> election he was never number one he was like four or five but they crowned him because he was palatable to the masses because he's an old white man. And even though he's, you know, been way too long in politics, he's palatable and basically not trying to, you know, not off kilter like someone else. So was that the, they could, could America have done better? Oh God. Yes. But that's what we did. Sorry. That's not meant to get political, but it's similar in that we have, that's how America works. That's how the world works. So we're not here saying that everything needs to be perfect. We're not we're not here saying that at all, because even with everybody that's been hired, we never even we always support them right off the bat. Even even when Graham was throwing up red flags here and there, talking about a lot of other things like avoiding the offense questions, talking about his faith, faith and family and like making those keywords. Those were red flags from the very beginning when Graham first got hired. Yet, as fans, we did the best to support the hire and which we're doing once again. But this was a much safer hire. Obviously, he. Of course, someone is thinking, how are they going to criticize Timmy Chang? He literally was one of their best players ever. Of course, we couldn't do that. Of course, we couldn't. So that is the thing. And the the thing that's scary is once Timmy has to put his record on the line as a head coach, he's going to be exposed to criticism. That's going to be hard for him. And people and probably will be unfair. Let's face it when it does come, because people won't understand what's or he's going to win every game. Like some people think, but I mean, we can only, 
we can only hope like we also need to be logical you know what i mean so you know and and i don't know we don't know what the offense really looks like <laughs> we saw like some five wide stuff yeah. i mean anything new you saw at the spring at, at practice except people wanting to meet fuchsia all the time or anything else you, you yeah saw? yeah there was that he ran like the tight ends <laughs> big tight end set and you know rpo yeah. five wide sets i guess mean, it was cool like it, it's it kind of looks like what Boise kind of throws. They just like they just run plays, yeah, and stuff. You know, it's not so much an offense as it is like they run different kind of plays. So it should be it should be interesting. Looking forward to it. No, I'm looking forward to it too. It seems like it'll be new and but we don't we really don't know that much. But what's with on the field now and the talent it is hard to compare. And even the, I mean, it's not unfair what UH is ranked, and I hope they used it. And the the what what the preseason rankings and the magazines and everything show the magazines is brutal yeah and like for, last than like yeah. just about every magazine so. and for a good reason and that's what i'm saying it's not unfair yeah. um but then that's good too the boys can play with no expectations i mean that's why that's the only thing like we don't want them to play with the expectations of 10 wins or double digit wins or even seven wins or even the, like and that's why that's sometimes that's when UH plays its best is true. Exactly. We're picked, we're picked exactly. last and they got a chip on their shoulder and they got something. Exactly. And that's why we're, 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 we're not, we're not there to, of course, we're there to cheer our team on win or lose anyways. But the point is um, we, we want them to uh, use what motivation they have to do well, but we're not putting pressure on them. The three of us, not one of us on this show will change affiliation, whether the team is, goes winless or not that is the whole point yeah we've we've been we've there seen we've it already yeah. we've already been <laughs> through it newbies we've been through it we've yeah. seen whole seasons where we've lost all of the games or only won one game or only won two games only won three games we literally or four games um when we were four and eight that one year and i <laughs> i at the end of i i just i people well, sorry. I know the Sean gets frustrated about it all the time and I'm trying not to get frustrated, but yes, people, people just won't see that sometimes, Sean. And we have to, we have to accept that. So just gotta be who we are and, you know, keep going to games and saying, because who we are at the end of the day, are only supporters of the team. We're just also speakers of the truth. Um, and that's what makes us different. That's what makes this podcast different. I mean, we're not even, I mean, we don't even go back and filter, edit. I mean, literally, this is us talking, and we cut, paste, go, boom. You know, it's like us talking. We're not – I don't produce anything. It's not like the traditional news where we're setting things up or quotes up or bringing people on. That's what this is and different. And this is also done very well and professionally. Thank you very much. So I also know that there is quality to it. You know what I mean? If I felt like we were just, like, putting any kind on tape then i would be like oh, i don't know maybe we shouldn't do this but the fact is like people need to hear this stuff because it's relevant a and b it is you know three of us who are excellent sources of uh fan knowledge and um not only in and we still like we, we fanboy and we i talk about this all the time with sean right about fanboying and and being a fan and <laughs> separating that because we are fanboys at heart we are we're still the literally boys fanboys but um, we're speaking as peers with everyone else as the fans who are saying, Hey, we should be better. We should expect better. We should, why is it, why is it unfair for us to expect better? Why is it okay for people to, to always say, Oh, you know, that's your wage or, you know, that's the state. Like why? I don't, I just refuse to accept that, especially when, and, 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 okay. And if, if I, if I, as a Hawaii resident for my whole life have to accept that my state government is incompetent, which is so sad. 
as a human being that I have to accept that. Why can't why can't my effect department, which has and, and school which has autonomy, um, and even with this whole charade where oh now they're micromanaging because they called a senate meeting, no they still have autonomy. Do do things that are reflective of a strong fan base and and a thriving brand and. That's all we're saying because we want to support the brand more. Like I went to my college, back to my college and bought our Nike affiliated gear, which was plentiful and in stock. They didn't have my Jersey strange, but they did have, you know, Nike stuff, Nike, not even Adidas, but Nike. And I was like, gosh, even we can get this. How is this possible? And I got like all the colors. I'm like, if Astro can get a UA, you should be able to get it. Like, and that's the thing that's annoying. It's just like, we are such fans. Like Shane would only wear, and Sean, you guys wear more UH stuff all the time than a lot of people. I mean, Sean probably even more than his Seahawks. Sorry, Seahawks. Maybe even less this coming season. I just, well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean, I, might be, Sean and Shane might be looking at a long oh. season in 2022. But at the same time, you're not going to change. Neither of you is going to change. That's yeah. why you guys are on this. That's why you guys are super fans. Because you guys don't change. And you're, you guys do the same thing. Because it doesn't matter if your team wins or loses. It's better, obviously, when the team wins. But it's just like so part of your life that you couldn't imagine doing anything else. Like I'm literally like scared that I'm going to miss the freaking Duquesne game. Like what is wrong with me? That shouldn't even be a thing in my life. Like, oh. I should just miss it. I'm sorry. I don't even know why I'm like. But I go to like I go to every home and away game. That's not a rational thing to do at all. I, I one day I, I mean it's fun as hell. Like it's amazing. It's so amazing, but it's not rational. So I get why people are like, okay, I couldn't do that because it's crazy and I have a mental illness. But I couldn't. That's it. But I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And that's what stops you. And that's what stops super fans short from doing anything else. It's just that burning passion that there's nowhere else I'd rather be, except maybe a Janet. Jackson concert with Don Eitman. <laughs> but on that note, um, thankful for these two. Um, like I said, I they are my role models is why I look up to both of them, Shane and Sean. Um, but I'm grateful though that all of you have all been listening and have been um, you know, commenting and and trading. Um you know, jabs and jars or whatever you need to get out of your system at Sean and continue to harass him because I know it gets a kick out of him, but no, at the end of the day, it's all love. I hope you can join us July 16th and get to meet us. Hopefully we'll have another show up before then. It was two weeks from now, but um, <laughs> go visit hisportsfans.com. And so we got all the tours coming up. Um, Michigan, uh, Colorado state would be a good one. And Denver, we're going to have seats in the club. We're going to have access United club because I'm not going to make you sit in the cold, especially a mile high above the ground in the Rocky Mountains. I am more uh, thoughtful than that. So it'll be in the club there. But we are going to go to Fort Collins, Colorado and see the Bulls play uh, the Rams up there uh, who just stole Mr. I forget. Muasau. Muasau. Sorry. Muasau. So now they like take our players. So we're going to play them there. So those are just our, our Hawaii sports fans uh, trips. Go check it out. HISportsfans.com. Um, you can see. Also, our you know our bigger trips, our Super Bowls, our Rams tours. Um, Rams got a huge uh, offseason. The Rams and the Chiefs playing the hardest schedules this year in the NFL. It's really crazy. But um, the Bills coming to town first against the Rams. If you want to see that game, Whoa. come out with me and go to Michigan straight after the game. We go from SoFi to LAX and we fly to Detroit, Michigan. Who wants to do that with me? That sounds fun, right? 
Um, and then we, then we go to Michigan and then we watch UH. We're going to have a party Friday night and then watch UH versus Michigan. Then Lions uh, versus the Eagles from Ford Field in Detroit. We're also going to be um, in a club, a little bit of schmoozing, schmalkine, schmalkine, because it's going to be a late Michigan game. And then they're early, you know, the game's probably, we're probably going to, the game's probably not going to until like midnight on mid East Coast. It's going to be so crazy and late game, but. Uh, I can't wait. It's going to be super fun. This is what I love doing, like I said, and I hope you all can join me. HISportsFans.com. Please join us and connect as well. Uh, but for our, our friend Shane Lalau, Head Agno, and our brother Sean Iman, the man himself, and for Don and Terry for being patient, <laughs> uh, appreciate them as well. But, you know, this is a part of our passion as well that they just know to live with um, at this point. But thank you to the wives who are so patient and um, are having their reproductive rights attacked as well. Anyways, for the rest <laughs> of the show, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Aloha. Aloha. Go Bulls. 57 days.